0: Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So, for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love.
2: The new year is three days old and the Stags have their first three points of the season and have cemented third place in the league table. Tonight, the three of us are together again to talk all things winning, transfer bids, promotion dreams and much, much more. New Year's Day saw the Stags beat Grimsby, a goal to nil, thanks to Neil Bishop's thunderous header. He says the character in the dressing room isn't like anything he's experienced before.
3: There's some fantastic characters in the dressing room. You know, we're all down-to-earth boys, you know, there's no... There's no, d- Can I say d***? There's no d*** in the dressing room. There's none of them around. It's a team of good characters and a team of winners. Uh, and like I say, that instilled from the chairman to the manager, to everyone involved. Um, and like the way we celebrate with the supporters at the end, that's what it's all about.
2: Boss, David cross shares his delight in joint celebration.
4: To watch them celebrate with the supporters, that means a lot to me that, you know, we've, we've travelled over again to come and support us in numbers. And when you see the players uh, being able to celebrate with the, with the, the supporters who pay a lot of money to watch football, um, it gives you a sense of pride and as the club reportedly turns down bids for Mel Benning and CJ Hamilton Flickcroft gives an early update on transfer movements. your numbers have got to be right your balance of your squad's got to be right your numbers have got to be right um, for that running You know it's, it's vital uh, that you have all that in situ you. you've got to make sure that you've got cover for every position and, and you've got a flexi- flexible cover all well, of that and
2: much more coming up over the next hour including your comments and questions in the live feed it's a brand new year with the same old show This is the Mount Matters podcast with Craig Priest, Nathan Edge and Cam Felton. Let's get the show underway. is a winning year can the Stags keep it that way and get their way into League 1 3 points oh, on New Year's Day as we sit here as a 3 on the 3rd of January, it must be a sign. My name's Craig Priest, alongside me, as always, the man in the hat is Cam Felton, and the man uh, in the white t-shirt, with all the biscuits at his, uh, at his fingertips, is Mr Nathan Edge. Welcome to the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Well, because Mansfield Matters. This is the show for you to have your say on your team. If you're watching for the first time, welcome. Where have you been, we've what, episode... 30-something of Series 2. Uh, if, you're, if you're a long-time uh, viewer or listener, uh, then welcome back. As always, have your say on your team. Today, we're going to be reflecting on uh, sweet, sweet victory at Grimsby on uh, New Year's Day and looking back at that goalless draw. Not look much to look back on, uh, that goalless draw against Swindon as well. Plus, transfer talk, bids, money and, of course, age being just a number as well, but we're better to start than as the new year dawns. The Stags headed for Cleethorpes, almost similar to 2011 when the Stags did that on New Year's Day. Only to get battered 7-2. Nathan, I felt a little bit of vengeance there, didn't
5: you? Yeah, I mean, we said in the in last week's podcast, uh, particularly about me going. I've, I've said I've not seen us win there, I think ever. I think I've been four times, and I've never seen us win, and I, I, I played with the idea. I didn't go last year, uh, and we drew. and I was thinking, is it me? Is it my fault? But I've got a ticket, and we've finally uh, put to bed that bad omen, which is another thing we've got rid of. We've done that a few times this year, and we've, you know, well, this season, I should say, and uh, we've done it again. It has to be
2: said, Cam, though, as well, doesn't it? It was a, a battling performance, and if ever you felt there was a time for Mansfield to sort of break that horribleness of Grimsby I think we've not won there since sort of the 80s or something like that 30, I mean, 31 years 31 years and if ever there was a Mansfield side that was going to do that and almost upset the odds a little bit they would got so they were unbeaten in five at home they were the best team in terms of the last eight games they we were the second best team something had to give and it was Neil Bishop's header
6: yeah I see. you could see it come in a couple of chances we were just so close and then when Bishop does pop up it, it scrambles its way through the box to hit a goalkeeper, hit the goalkeeper or defender on the way in, but all, it, yeah. It, yeah, it all counts. It went in and it sent the 800 odd uh, fans home happy. Compared to what it was when me, you, and Simon went and Nathan back in what was it? May, June, July? Yeah, when we were, met. About, we'll it was very it, hot there, yeah. and oh, you, sometimes <laughs> you think Grimsby, middle of winter. Yeah, I'd take a miss on that one. We were thinking it Boxing Day last, last year and we <coughs> fluked it through with a Lee Angle goal, but things just seem to be falling our way this year, this season. Everyth- everything that we wronged last season, we've put right this season. So so far. Touch wood. So far. Touch wood and we don't want to jinx it, but it's, it's looking positive and we've got some big games coming up the rest of this season. Most of the top seven to play, the Albion, Exeter, uh, not Exeter, Bury. Yeah, all all that. But so we've got some tough games mixed in there. But God just got keep this momentum going to be honest
2: yeah we'll get into that later on in the show of course as always though this is the place for you to have your say on your team so if you've got anything to say in the comments then uh, do drop us a comment we'd love to hear from you tonight and get involved as you can see there's only three of us uh, here once again uh, tonight unfortunately Simon can't be with us tonight we can't tell you why just yet but uh, uh, it's great for him uh, obviously we sadly missed but we want him to uh, we want you guys to get involved and uh, have your say in everything in the comments Peter says evening lads uh, but not for the first time I have Happy New Year to you all uh, and the podcasters wherever you are tonight. Uh, and Mark asks, heard anything, have you heard anything regarding the CJ rumours connected uh, by West Brom? Obviously, uh, the transfer window being opened does leave... The the market open for speculation, doesn't it? There's figures uh, flying left, right, and centre. Teams bidding left, right, and centre. Not just for CJ, for Mal Mal as well. well. Uh, They're the two players at the minute. But uh, sort of in the last sort of hour or so, there's been more rumours floated about regarding uh, West Brom. But first and
5: foremost, simple question for you: Are we a selling club? Are we going to sell CJ Hamilton? I think we all know the answer to that. No. Well, we're not a selling club. That's for sure. Um, especially in recent years, anyway. Um, so, um, are we going to sell him? I don't know. I, I hope not. Uh, I think if we do, it's got to really be a, a good offer with a sell-on clause as well, like that. But are you know are any clubs going to come and meet that? I mean, you look at the caliber of sell sort of West Brom, you know, Brom, They technically could afford him if they really wanted to uh, put their hands in the pocket and. and, and reach our asking price, Uh, so only time will tell, but at the moment I think it's quite clear to see is it rumoured around 750k has been offered and rejected, well I'd hope so Uh, that's definitely not enough I think we should be looking at at least doubling that uh, until we can even consider uh, any offers. What about you, Cam? That price tag, that's something we're going to be
2: asking on our poll very, very shortly indeed. Uh, Three quarters of a million, if you look at it in in that way. Is that enough for a rapidly developing player who, to be fair, is, is I would say, and I'm sure he and David Flitcroft would would agree, is still not probably 100% to where his potential could actually be? Is that a a fair, reflective price tag, or should we be asking for more? I think... (laughs)
6: I think we probably should be asking for more. Do you think, over the last few years, we've not been a selling club because we've let players run to the end of the contracts and then we've left and we've not got anything for them. Uh, look at Matt Green, for example, conference winning season. He
5: ran out his contract <coughs> and we got absolutely nothing off of it like That's bad business from us. I mean, really, then we should have uh, been well, exactly. selling for for profit. So that, that, that was bad business. Well, exactly.
6: So we've never... Never saw the benefits of growing these players. So now to have a player that's come in, everyone were doubting CJ to start. It's one of these players that Adam Mori brought in that he thought, mm, is it? Isn't it? Obviously another fair enough. He was from Chef, Chef United, was yeah, it? Yeah, Sheffield
2: United. They were still you?
6: playing at Gateshead on loan. So it was like it's another conference player. Is it going to be? Is it going to be? the same as what we've seen before from them sort of players but for the first few seasons yeah it probably was but ever since Steve Evans came in everything just started to go up and up and up and then he looks double the player now that David come coming so I hope we'd keep holding but if we do sell him and we sell him for a decent price then you can
2: re- really can find some quality players, especially in the lower divisions anyway. Get involved uh, on the poll. We've just uh, published our poll asking, is £750,000 uh, enough to take CJ Hamilton onto pastures new? The options are as follows. Yes, no, we want above £1 million, No, we want above £2 million, Or no, he's staying put. Can where would your, your vote lie? Oh, definitely staying put.
5: <laughs> Nathan? <laughs> um. Obviously, I want to say stay in put, but I would say it has to be above a million if he we, if we is going to go. I'm going to put the stay in put uh,
2: for now. I'm going to put put that on uh, put that on there for now and uh, see what happens. If you want to vote uh, on there as well, uh, you can do so. We'll close that in about ten, fifteen minutes' time. Get involved uh, with that. I mean, for me, it's an interesting point that you made. Come uh, about the the facts of we've learnt from past mistakes. Matt Green, for example obviously didn't really cash in on, on his potential and, and things like that but for me Nate I think uh, he's, he's signed a contract extension anyway so I think we've got him until at least the end of next season um, I would for me I think he, he can go on and achieve a promotion this season touchwood if things continue to go the way they are would you then look at in a year's time and maybe potentially doubling that figure and maybe looking more towards the, the two million mark realistically
5: I think um, it's pivotal that we do have him for the season. I think it'll be a big blow to promotion push. So I mean, the good thing is I think he's happy here. You know, and sometimes you you hear players say it, but you really do see that with him. You can you see it in his in his performances. You see how he is on the pitch, and you see how he how he works off the you know in in training and things like that. We hear a lot about before any rumours were about about where he could be going and stuff like that. We hear about how hard he has been working in training, so. And to do that, you've got to sort of be happy and committed to where you are. So, um, let's just hope he doesn't want to leave at the moment. Although, it's, I find it hard, you know, sometimes when a club like West Brom does come knocking, I think it's going to turn a few heads. I'd be surprised if it doesn't. Uh, but let's just like I say, let's hope he does. Let's hope he gets promotion. He gets more goals and carries on sort of up in his price tag. And then next year we can look at it again. Cause at the end of the day, if he does carry on, it's still going to be sort of after uh come
2: so uh. very interesting comment from uh, James has just been posted in the live feed if you listen to the audio version of this then uh, come and get involved every Thursday at 6:30 ish thank you Cam uh, on uh, our Facebook page facebook.com forward slash Matters. Uh, if you're watching live now then feel free to follow suit and get involved but James says if we hang on to the players that are turning heads then we've had a good transfer window we cannot break this side up and for me that's something I was going to come on to later in the show but we've started talking about it early so we might as well talk about it now is it's an as we'll hear from Neil Bishop later, he says he, he's had multiple promotions and says pretty much that um, he's never felt a dressing room quite like this, there's something special. And David Flitcroft's spoken a little bit about, yeah, we do need to bring players in. And whilst I agree with that as well, it has to be the right player who comes to fit not just our system, not just the way we play, but the dressing room. We can't afford to be throwing money about Ala Notts County and bringing in egos to the dressing room because it's egos that are going to burst what we've got there and it. Getting the mental attitude and the attitude of a player uh, is more of an attractive buy in, in what we need to be looking at rather than this player scored this many goals at this level and got this many promotions. For me, I don't know how you feel about this, Nathan, at the moment, it's all about the personality yeah. which is the well, bigger tick box than
5: what the ability is. The, prime, the prime example is Neil Bishop. You look at you know when we bought in the, when bought in the players in the summer. He's probably one on there that probably most people wasn't the most excited about because you know you look at his age and his that defensive type midfields, He's not going to go and score a lot of goals and things like that. <coughs> but and he does a different job. But what you also get from him is that leadership. That he's just an all-round decent person and he's really, I think, not only is he putting in the performance on the pitch, which is incredible for his age and, and whatnot, but you can you can see the impact that he has on the players around him. And it was, uh, you know, we go back to the, to the Swindon game, I remember there were a point in the second half where things just, they weren't going right for us, and we hit a bit of a stage where we sort of ran out of ideas and things, and he was the one in the middle of the pitch that was really getting the players going. You know, he was going there with his arms, really trying to lift everyone, lift the crowd, and that it's those sort of personalities which we've got throughout the squad, and I think that's what you, you don't want that to be, uh, you, you know, you don't want anyone to come in and, and interfere with that, really.
2: Yeah, you can buy goals, you can buy pro- people who've had promotions, but what you can't buy is, is that grit and determination sometimes that extra little bit of, bit of leadership which are going to get you through those bad spells because if you look at Swindon and it's prime example Cam is when Pierce and Logan had a bit of an argument a bit of a set to it's those yeah. little niggly arguments which over time just start to stretch and stretch and stretch and eventually something's going to snap but then you've got players like Bishop coming in there and just just say, look, sort yourselves out. We've got to focus on this. That is the difference between a team who's going to go up and a team who's going to languish in the league again and miss out.
6: Well, exactly. And this is something that we highlighted last season as something we were severely lacking in. And we would got a very, very, oh, a very, 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 very young squad. Midfield-wise, you think Jacob Mellis was probably the most senior player that we had in midfield last season. Definitely, I think Mac is a little bit younger than Mellis. CJ's are quite a bit younger. So, you'd le- missing that that uh, centre point, and we'd seen it in seasons before where you've got like your Adam Morris, Jeremy McGuire's players like that before it'd be like Ryan Williams going back further into the conference. And we were missing that sort of player that had just be a bit c- cool headed, a bit more focused on the task, and just calms everything down. And Bish really is fantastic, and he's come in and done an absolute job. but. It's just a. Why has it taken so long to find a player like that? Surely, in all the years that Steve Evans had been around in the game and all his wisdom.
5: Well, I don't think it's his player, really, is that's it? Like, it. You know. It's not,
6: but you just saw how many games did we fall to pieces in last season when we just ran out of ideas. This season, we've run out of
2: ideas and we get more ideas. I think Neil Bishop puts it absolutely beautifully, beautifully in his interview. We're going to listen to that in a couple of minutes' time. Let's just go back to a couple more comments uh, on the transfer saga at the moment. Uh, Callum says, for me, it has to be an absolutely massive bid for him, as in CJ, to go. All CJ is doing at the moment is getting better with us, and I personally think that fingers crossed when we're in League One next season he'll be easily worth double what he is now uh, Peter says yes he could go as they say all players have a price but does he want first team football or would he risk uh, going and finding himself sat on the bench and on the, uh, on the subs bench and sitting on his backside and that's uh, another good point as well such a waste wouldn't it <laughs> It would be such a waste I mean look at I, I, I hate using him in as an example but I've got to Nathan Thomas when we had him obviously he was homesick so we let him go to Hartley and wherever and then he ended up coming back down this way as well and he had the massive potential to go on and play at a higher level ends up being sat on the bench never really got a look in, and now he's what facing relegation to the conference isn't he yeah. and let's hope that happens
5: for him as well but, um, and, and they don't rate him there either so exactly. that's something. if you're not rated in that squad <coughs>
2: Where is he going to be Exactly. He might to get a game at Chesterfield if he's lucky. Um, but that's, that's the thing, isn't it? It's When you've got that potential, when you've got that thing to harvest, it takes a special manager or a special coach to do that. And I think in Flickcroft, we've definitely got that. And you look at the way in which CJ has grown and CJ's personality, he seems to love learning. What did yeah. David Flickcroft refer to him as? A sponge? Yeah. A computer? Yeah. You know that 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 needs to learn and needs 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 to grow, and I think CJ himself is—he seems a down-to-earth lad. He's not; it doesn't seem that um, you know, like from all the videos in pre-season, the excellent yeah. videos with CJ Cam and all that. Doesn't seem like a flash Harry, money-chasing lad. He seems down-to-earth right. and what he wants to develop. Just like, saying, I he's, he's, he's enjoying his game as well.
6: Like. He's very down-to-earth. He's uh, a very chatty guy when he's shopping in Asbury and Sutton. <laughs> <laughs>
2: To tell us more, what was his fate? What's his backstory? What like I don't sp- know. Sprinting around
5: with a with a trolley, you know, see, like I, I mean,
2: weren't there a spate of burglars in in Sutton Astern, but they couldn't catch the thief because they were too quick. Maybe it was some <laughs> <a super laughs> connection. Uh, all joking aside,
5: There's
2: there always burglaries. You look, you look.
6: Though, not only is CJ a quality player, but you've got to have the good people in the club. And uh, I went into Mansfield earlier, and speaking to Neil Bishop's wife in her shop in Mansfield right
2: um, just going to stop you right, there just, right. just going to stop you there what were you doing in a child's clothing store good question not talking we... about this here right
6: okay. no, no no it's not me not me <laughs> right um, okay um, <laughs> but anyway um, she was just talking about she was on really oh jeez she was just on about people everyone just being a nice it's a good club to be at and she was just talking about how Bish and everything with Don at Scunthorpe, it was very disorganised. Then she was talking about our Mansfield's very organised. David Flickcross Cross, a really nice guy. They've got some great players, great uh, talent, as well as being great people. And it's just interesting to see it from a uh, the other side of a footballer's life. Because obviously, like, football's only their job, whereas, obviously, the wife's their life or whatever. So, if you're getting it from... Uh, the other side of a footballer's life, then it's everything's good.
5: I think the thing is when you talk about when you say like that, how you know we're both from Bishop's point of view, but you just look at the club in general. I, I have confidence in thinking that I can't see why many what why many players would want to leave because it's, it's a it's a great club but which is being run correctly. You've got a great group of lads there, which Bish Seven is is interview which is coming up, and uh, you know we've got new training ground. We're doing well in the league. We could be on to something special. Why? <coughs> You know, I know the players want to get to higher levels, the highest levels I can get, but sometimes it, you wanna arrive you you wanna be you wanna be part of something special and this could be you know, touch wood the season where it's going to be special and we are going to, to win promotion. You want to be part of that as a player, you
2: want that on your CV. can't had a mini heart attack, then you need know, to lock his tear. But uh, <laughs> keep your comments uh, coming in. I make sure I touch the wood. Well, you know. well, that's it. Keep your comments coming in. Uh, James says Bish is an absolute leader. The experience he brings is what we let last season. You'd want a bishop in every side, 100% committed to the cause. Uh, Matt says to break this squad up now would be a massive upset as it all seems really positive. However, if the money was used, wisely on a prolific goal scorer then I honestly think we would be better off in the long term Uh, CJ's bid from West Brom who are in the promotion in with... Uh, promotion uh, to the Premier League uh, and would pay a massive wage every week will turn anyone's head unfortunately fingers crossed we can persuade him to stay we need to uh, for him all game at Carlisle uh, and Mark asks in terms of incoming speculation no uh, Issa connected to a possible move to Mansfield on loan uh, your thoughts on that I think we'll cover that a little bit later on uh, when we talk about the Tyler Walker situation but we have been talking about him uh, for the last um, five minutes or so uh, Neil Bishop was it was his goal which was the difference uh, on New Year's Day at, at Grim Old Grimsby, where the streets are paved with dog poo and people's gardens are lined with furniture? I think there was more furniture inside, outside some of the houses than there were inside some of them. It's a not very nice place to grow, no. uh, and I don't care. Uh, but there you go. Um, so let's hear it from the man himself. Let's hear it from. Uh, The oldest player in the squad, uh, but the man who is fast becoming the new Mr Mansfield town, the one everybody seems to love love at the moment. Let's hear from Stagg midfielder Neil Bishop reflecting on that 1-0 win away at Grimsby. Listen to the best quote you'll hear all season as well.
3: I try and do things right off the pitch. You've got to, at a certain age, you know. Let's be honest, um, you can't do the things you could do at 22, 23. Um, so I've got to look after myself, give myself the best chance of performing on the pitch, because that's what it's all about. You know, I've come here with to a club that I, I really want to help. It's run by good people. I've never worked with a manager before but you know he's top notch he's, he, he, he knows what he's talking about we, we, he's, he's, his depth him and Fudge the way they set us up the way they prepare us is, is, is really good and I'm really enjoying working under him I think you can see that all the lads are fully behind him fully behind this club and like I say if we touch wood it's, go, it's going in the right direction look it's just over halfway in the season so no one's getting carried away I and mean, there's enough experienced boys in that dressing room to make sure we don't um, we've achieved nothing yet you know these records are away records the they don't really mean a lot unless you can add a promotion at the end of the season so. So, look, it'll it'll be all about where we are coming. May the 4th is it the season finishes so you know there's, there's still a, a long long way to go but you know I think we're going in the right direction I've been part of successful teams and, and, and not so successful teams but you know at, at the minute um, from the chairman through, through to the, the chief exec through to the manager through the, 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 to the skipper to the boys to the, to the boys who, who, who set us up the kit men it, 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 we're all pulling the same direction you know we've got some I can't speak for last season um, I don't know what it was like here but you know there's some fantastic characters in the dressing room you know we're all down to work boys you know there's no there's no can I say d- there's no d- in the dressing room there's none of them around it's a team of good characters and a team of winners uh, and like I say that instilled from the chairman to the manager to everyone involved um, and like the way we celebrate with the supporters at the end that's what it's all about and we have to. the supporters with us all second half I don't think we played to our maximum but like I say these are these are the big three points that you need if you're going to have a successful season.
2: Neil Bishop there speaking to I follow after that uh, 1-0 win away at Grimsby right dear I ask this question oh, I'm going to regret this Cam what, what did Neil Bishop say which got bleeped out what are you going to go for uh, he said Nathan <laughs> yeah <laughs> 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 definitely said cam oh <laughs> <laughs> definitely said cam um we don't know cams in this team <laughs> oh i said it, it <laughs> we've got no cams in this team i'm just gonna say it I'm, i think he said dickheads oh how dare i know you. i do apologize PG, what are here. you doing ah dickheads
5: that's <laughs> Oh, i said it again <laughs> <laughs> uh, i think you said some words.
2: we
6: do apologize <laughs> to our younger viewers uh,
2: well yeah I mean, don't be dickheads. well you know what <laughs> you
6: know what <laughs> It's about time that someone has some brutal honesty in this club because the amount of years... Thank you
2: for bringing it back to normalcy. I can't believe I'm saying that to you. The
6: amount of years that we went through some absolute crap... I'm going to keep it casual. Some absolute crap from past owners, past managers, past players. And it's about time that someone came in and had a bit of honesty. There's no... No dickheads in the team. There's no... The club's being run right, the management's. I'm not a bleeping good team. this out on
2: the audio, that's far too much effort.
6: <laughs> but it is about time that someone actually spoke their opinion about the club because, well, before. Not trying to float his own boat, but before us, was there anyone to debate Mansfield Town other than the local press? A, a fan's point of view? That's a very good point. Was there. Anything really going off outside of the club so training ground a proper training ground was the money being spent on the pitch was the money being spent on the ground was the money being planning to hotels new stands planning ahead for the future there was none of this
2: so it's good that someone's coming and had a bit of honesty I mean I think it's a good thing I'm glad he's come out and and said, said what he said because to me you look at the back end of last season, and when we were all sitting here, sort of on the verge of suicide at some points with some of our <laughs> performers, especially after Forest Green away, Christ, yep. uh, what a bunch of dickheads. Um, <laughs> I think the, the thing is we clearly had some characters in, in that dressing room who were egotistical, arrogant, um, about the money, yep. and removing those from the dressing room. Flitcross seems to have instilled an atmosphere and a belief and a, a work ethic of we are in this together, we are here to to gain promotion, and I think it's that honesty for me, Nath, which is the key thing, which comes back to the transfers, doesn't it? It's it's that which is hard to find. Well, We, we can't afford to rock that boat in particular. No, I agree with you, dickhead.
5: Um, I think, we uh, need to stop this, can we stop <laughs> the dickheads now, that's it? <laughs> so one more each. I'm happy now, I just put the one in there. Okay. Um, no, I think uh, you, you go back to when Flickcroft joined the club, and you know one of the, one of the first few interviews he did he, he spoke about the 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 imbalance in the in the in the team and that wasn't an imbalance as in what was on the going to be playing on the pitch as in having too many midfielders or too many defenders or anything it wasn't that he was talking about the characters
2: it's like that phrase too many cooks in the kitchen isn't it
5: never heard that one but yeah probably never heard that one it sounds about right but no he was you know he's talking about the the mentality and, and you know how the squad have, have gelled and he's you know it was, he was you didn't i didn't know what to believe at the time but when you now have you know the the, the great gift of hindsight to sorry, sight i've got to, to look back and uh, and see what you could probably think you could look at that and say it probably is, it probably was the case why we started to fall to pieces because when things weren't, weren't going great we really capitulated didn't we
6: and well you look at a lot of like y- your bigger teams like your Man United your Chelsea's your Arsenal's and whatever and they've got massive academies with hundreds of players on the books when players get loaned down to
2: oh, ridiculous lower leagues well. and
6: they're still on ridiculous money. it's like I'm this I'm that I am this I'm going to do this I'm going to do that does the egos overtake the dressing room it's not like you're not playing for (coughs) the badge on the front and you're not playing for the the fans in the stands you're playing you're playing for the name on the back of your shirt as well as playing for the paycheck whereas you get a lot of uh, well not so much these days but you get a lot of younger players in the lower divisions that are born and bred wherever they're from so you've got quite a few players in the youth team that are from Mansfield or Nottinghamshire area, even pushing it a little bit further toward Derbyshire, maybe Alfred and Wade. So you've still got young, hungry local players that aren't playing for the for the the name on the back. They're playing because they want to play and they're not got these massive egos. And if you've got massive egos, you're not gonna have that that connection between a lot of the players. It's like you look this season with the the ability of players and you just look at when you talk about ability Jacob Mellis has passed to set up CJ for his goal against Bury just that link up play that would be something that worked on training ground must be because that was perfect
5: they've been doing a lot of those passes yeah a ball
6: over the top CJ's straight on the end of it and it would CJ pointing like I want it there and Mellis picks out a perfect pass and that just doesn't happen overnight
5: no especially with the like of of when we spoke about it, and it's been known even at previous clubs. He's, he's had everyone know that he's got the potential to do what he has been doing in <coughs> the few games, but he's not been there right in his mentality of it. He's sort of been in, going in there thinking he'd, he'd stroll into this sort of league and you know, the air of arrogance, yeah, yeah cause that's, because that's where he's come from. But what's quite obvious is that they've got it right at the moment. I think Luke has you know, sort of brought him back down to earth a little bit. and got him right psychologically which, you know, now has turned him into a, a terrific player on the pitch It'd be interesting to see how we develop
2: long term in terms of the players coming through because you mentioned Malice there, obviously had his troubles got the million pound move, didn't he, to Chelsea had his troubles uh, there and, and, and wherever he's been really, and obviously Flitcroft's got him settled play and playing almost like he was when he was a youngster coming through at Barnsley when Flitcroft was there coaching it. he's got him back to that Almost like i done a factory reset on him, probably yeah, exactly some what needed, yeah,
0: probably.
2: Uh, in some respects. And then I was reading a story earlier this week about you were talking about like younger players and stuff like and saying like about the amount of money they're on and stuff like that. There's a player called I don't know if you remember him, called George Green, who was at Everton, went to Everton and was in their youth team, never really got a look in towards their first team, that was on ridiculous money. Uh, and now he, he's fritted it all away, drugs uh, booze, flash cars and all that and now he's playing for Chester you know he, he tried to commit suicide because it got too much for him and some clubs you've got to look and you think about the amount of money in the game and that how many young lives it's ruining and it just takes me back to where we are as a dressing room as a first team and then the way that Flickcroft wants to work with the youth coming through It'd be interesting to see what the approach is like within the academy on a day-to-day basis and how that changes once they move from Brooksby to um, the RH Academy all under one roof. Because that philosophy coming through, that will, will be what makes Mansfield Town sustainable
5: in the future. I think one thing you, gotta, and one thing you can certainly do is give cr- credit to Flipcroft for... A lot of things that he's done with the, with the first team, you can see the changes in, in quite a lot of the players. You know, We've spoke about a few examples on this show in particular, done in previous shows as well. So, and he keeps saying about how much he wants to work with the youth. He's, you know, he, he's been this only since day one. He's yeah. coming through the door. So. Now that is starting to happen, you know, we've still got a bit of a way to go, you know, we've got to come over there, come over to uh, the RH Academy full-time, etc. But once that does happen, I have absolute confidence in him coming through on his work. He's done it, it's everything he's said so far, he's done. So, I, don't, I, I truly believe what he says when he's going to work with these players, I think he'll do a good job of it.
2: Yeah, it's all about the, the passage of time, isn't it, and letting things develop and not being being rash because you can see now that by not being rash in those last sort of 12 games of last season and that showing that bit of patience and letting him build and not getting you know when things weren't going right particularly even though we weren't getting beat early on in the season when there were lots and lots of draws and the frustration was starting to build that patience in that period has really started to obviously like um, be rewarded now the fans have seen his name with a great atmosphere around the place it's just about that time isn't it and if that's happening six months imagine what could happen in 18 months it's
6: so that thing you look this run that we've been on is only really I mean like winning run only really started what back in September that we played yeah. Northampton at home or yeah. was it October late, late September early October so absolutely hammering Northampton <coughs> that's where everything started and I think it was just that we needed something to get us kick started. And I think it, yes, it probably could have come earlier, but it still got us into a fantastic position. The only downside I'd say to it is what, why, wh- where were these performances early in the season? But I suppose it was a lot of play. I it's not even a lot of players coming or out. It was the main position, like your players that we brought in, that made changes to the team. So it was like back, back four. You think Matt Preston came in, so that's one centre off, that's still a big position. Sweeney. Ryan Sweeney came in as well. Two players that you can't really say have done much wrong this season. Midfield, those who have had Otis come in and Bish come in, and up front you've had Tyler come in there's some very big positions to fill and if you've not got the confidence or the ability you're not going to be able to do it I think, and I think it's taken time to settle as proven the amount of draws that we've had earlier this season and throwing it away in the last minute where we've not either been concentrating or not quite gelled properly but it's finally finally starting to everything's coming together 17 unbeaten is it now? Yeah, yeah. so unbeaten. it's we're getting there and it's not draws anymore it's win wins with a few draws it's not draws with a few wins and still
2: only one loss in the league yeah one loss only one team can better that and then in Liverpool. the entire country and then that one game we, we was unlucky to lose very unlucky to lose very unlucky to lose uh, keep your comments uh, coming in I'm just going to run through a few of them before I lose them because that does tend to happen uh, on the show <laughs> uh, we're going to close the vote in a couple of minutes time as well about uh, CJ Hamilton um, how much uh, basically we've been asking uh, is £750,000 enough to take CJ onto Pastures new uh, the options are yes no we want above £1 million. no we want at least above £2 million, or no he's staying put uh, we'll reveal the results of that in a couple of minutes time uh, Neil says um, no less than a million for CJ and also it was nice to see you Nathan at Grimsby uh, you've got a fan Neil Bartsby All oh, right, yeah, so, um, yeah I
5: spoke to him in
2: the queue for the chippy why, a why am I not surprised
5: obviously
2: uh, Callum uh, has been in touch and says whilst we talked about Flitcroft and the attitude and, and the um patience shown in him. He says uh, after the last game of uh, last season the 1-0 draw against Crawley, I remember watching Flitcross interview saying next season he'd be making his team a squad full of players he'd only sign if they were 100% committed to the club and wanted to play for the shirt. After being frustrated for the last quarter of last season he installed a little bit of hope into all of the fans' minds. And I can see now at this point in the season what he meant and he's now turn- and how he's- it's turned out and I'm so glad the Radfords kept their Faith in him, uh, and Matt. In reply to, to that, has said, I remember that interview too. So pleased for him that has come good. He deserves the promotion this year, and you know what else he deserves as well. You know, after all the boos and all the criticalness towards the back end of last season and early on this season, saying he's not the right manager and things like that. The, the loudness of the. David Flick cross Barney Army and the passion yeah. behind that and the way he responds to that. He I think I went deaf after Stevenage. Yeah, I, I know. It really started, wasn't it? He appreciates that and it's nice to uh, not see a manager go just be like, oh, well, it's part, part of the course. He appreciates the fan support and yeah. it makes him proud to see it, as we'll, we'll hear in a minute. But for me, Nate, that is just the icing yeah. on the cake, isn't it? That, to that patience, the fact that. There
5: are those now who are openly saying I was against him, but now I'm a convert. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. And uh, like you say, it, it's him that deserves that credit because he had to uh, to weather that storm when he came in. You know, it was a very difficult job to come into, and you know he, he tried his best and obviously fell short. But like like you said in the comments, he he told us what he wanted to to do and what he wanted to bring into this club, and he's absolutely stood by his word and he's done that. And he's the results have turned around. Our performances, that, you know, forget about the results for a moment. Our performances as well have been absolutely superb. You know, I can't remember the last time, you know, uh, coming, going to stadium and watching us play the way we do. Um, so we, you know, he's brought that to us. And like I say, the one thing that we always want to see as Mansfield Town is players playing for the shirt, playing for the club, and that's what we've got now. So he absolutely deserves it. And as well as him appreciating it, I think the players will appreciate. It. They, you know, they they're playing for him and I think they you know they they also get the credit themselves as well for doing what they're doing but I think it just even more installs confidence in their manager and what he's trying to build at the club so you know it's fantastic he's finally getting what he deserves
2: Yeah certainly so we're going to hear from the manager David Flitcroft in uh, just a a moment's time obviously we're talking about uh, performances there we've got almost two contrasting ones to reflect on now as we look back at the 0-0 draw against Swindon and obviously the 1-0 win at Grimsby over Christmas there is always that one day where you just simply cannot be bothered. You don't know what day it is, you don't know what time it is, you don't know what, what, you, what you're doing, you haven't got a clue where you are. Uh, I know that's Cam State every single day. Pretty um, but, much, yeah. But there's always that day, and I felt that that against Swindon was, was the stags. It was below par, it wasn't quite where they wanted it to be, but... Having said that, they still had enough about them to not concede and to be strong enough to see the game out and grind out what will turn out to be a good result.
6: I'm just glad it happened against Swindon instead instead against Bury, it's the teams like Bury that we've got to got to be winning against. The teams that are up there, it's not so... Fair enough, it's, it's crucial that we win every game. It's not going to happen, though. Exactly. But, so, when we do slip up, we can't be slipping up against teams that are around us but fortunately drawing that game A it meant we got another point but B and it a meant clean sheet and a clean sheet yep. with a good performance but it also meant that we still had that run the the clean, the, well, 11 clean sheets now something like that they yeah. were 16 unbeaten up till then so we'd still got this this run the confidence to be able to go into the next game we weren't like oh no we've just lost one We've got to go a long way. It's going to be cold, it's going to be horrible, the atmosphere is going to be hostile, whatever. So, we went into that game full of confidence. And fair enough, with not one in 31 years at Grimsby, I can, I can honestly say I wasn't too worried about the Grimsby game. Fair enough, they were a t- the, the form team in the division, but just from the game earlier this season. On the Tuesday night at home, they weren't a great team. We were just below par that ge- that day. They were a bang average League Two team, so it was like, why can't we just pull out the same performance that we did? Well, uh, just get the same result as what we did that night. It's it's no different. Fair enough. It's going to be a bit colder, so legs will be a bit. Colder going at it, changing rooms, warming up. And it's not like they had to
2: get up early and travel. They did say overnight, had a New Year's Eve special in a in a hotel together. And that sounds ha- fun. How <laughs> many times, no, Nathan, would a professional sportsman probably moan at that not being able to spend it with the families and, and maybe have a
5: drink if, if Well, that's that. well I, I can ask, that was a massive decision, really, because obviously I don't think they would have normally done that for that fish because it wasn't that past travel, was it? So, um, But with it being New Year's Eve, being at home was. It was inevitable that even if they didn't want to intentionally go out and do something themselves, they probably wouldn't have got slept sleep because they'd have had neighbours doing things. It, they needed to get away from all that, all, all the hype of, of New Year's Eve, and doing that as a squad. Um, you know, going was it in Sherwood Pines where they went? I, think I think something like so, that. so. Yeah, in, in, I can't what I said, but So yeah. they pretty much went into a forest out of the way. You know, you, you, you want to get, you want to prepare for it right, and. Um, you, you probably got the Greenfield fans, players who was probably all staying at their their houses that night, and like I say they had all the fireworks going off around them, and probably didn't get the best night's sleep. So it's only so fine margins where it might only sound, it might sound daft, but actually that could make a, you know that one percent could be a big difference when it comes to the match. So that for me, I think it was good preparation from the club. It's credit to the Radfords for funding those
2: sort of things Fireworks or not, I don't think I'd get a good night's sleep If I lived in Grimsby Uh, Let's hear from the (laughs) Stagg's boss, David Flitcroft As as he reflects (laughs) uh, (laughs) As he reflects on that 1-0 win away uh, At Grimsby uh, On New Year's Day Here's the Stagg's boss, David Flitcroft
4: First ten minutes, we wasn't quite quite at it It was untidy Our work wasn't as careful as it has been But once we'd sort of got used to our surroundings and, And used to And worked them out Are we not two, three, four goals to the good, I don't know. I really don't know that the keeper was man of the match at our place and he was, again, man of the match today. It's always tentative if you don't get that second one. I felt if we'd got that second one and we had so many chances to get that second one, if you get that second one, you know, it's game over because I couldn't see him scoring. Um, But they might just nick one, you know, and even later on they might just nick one. Uh, But Logs was a passenger second half. He had to do very little. I thought the three lads at the back was absolutely outstanding. Uh, the, the energy that, that Aidan White and, and Mal Burning give us down the center of the down the width was was excellent and, and, and again Bish I don't know how he keeps doing it you know that energy that he displays that it's almost uh, it almost defies logic a little bit Do you know when you when you look at his legs and his power and his running power uh, I thought it was phenomenal. So you know it, it um, a brilliant squad performance. Everyone is committed to this to this win. And um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really. Uh, delighted for the players and uh, and the supporters because to watch them celebrate with the with the supporters, you know, a local derby. Um, to watch them celebrate with the supporters, that means a lot to me. That you know, they've they've travelled over again to come and support us in numbers. And when you see the players uh, being able to celebrate with the with the supporters who pay a lot of money to watch football, um, it gives you a sense of pride.
2: Stags boss David Flickcroft there reflecting on uh, that 1-0 win away at Grimsby, very uh, of course. Uh, Talking about the fan support again, praising that, which is is, is fantastic to see uh, as well, isn't it? It's really great to hear to uh, to get that. We'll hear from David Flitcroft again uh, in the next five minutes or so as we look ahead to the transfer window and get his thoughts on incomings, not outgoings. As he speak spoke briefly uh, about transfers. Um, pri- um, After that Grimsby game, obviously talking about potential incomings rather than the potential outgoings, though, as well. Uh, Quickly, let's run through the results of uh, the poll we asked earlier is uh, £750,000 enough? To take C.J. Hamilton away—that's the rumored uh, bid which has been made uh, from him. Uh, the options were: yes, no. We want above one million. No, above two million. And no, he's staying put. Interesting, uh, interesting results uh, on this one, Cam. Ten uh, percent said yes; it is enough. Forty-five percent said no. We want above a million for him. Ten no, percent said no. We want above two million. And thirty-five uh, percent said no. He's staying put. Some interesting results there. Yeah, they're the most
6: plausible options he's yeah. either not going or he's going to go for a million I can't see him going for less and I can't see him going for more than
2: I don't think he'll go for the price that that. I don't think he'll be less than a million
6: nah I'd be, I'd be very very surprised if he was I think more to the fact of if they say oh no we want more than a million it might hopefully deter clubs for a bit yeah, just until January is over at least and then they can speculate all they want they can come in with left right and centre bids and whatever because nothing will happen until the summer so he's he ours so let's just see the month that I don't care if he goes for a million and one pounds but we can't go for any less than question that question
5: for you Let's say, West,
6: for both of you, if West Brom come in and say 750k, but offer to loan him back, would you take it? Ooh, yeah. Int- yeah,
2: I'd probably take that. Yeah. yeah. If 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 we could sell him uh, and then have him on loan until the end of the season, yeah, as long as they were selling on, sell on clauses, sell on well, clauses yeah. and That's <laughs> potential, thing, yeah. you know, potential installments further down the line, that sort of thing. Yeah. Buyback it, clauses. It's all about the way you... you plan for the future, yeah. but at the moment we cannot afford to lose C.J. Hamilton. Or we've not spoke about him a lot tonight, and I think that's that's wrong. And I apologise for that. Um, Mal Benin, obviously, rumours that Rochdale have put a bid in for about one hundred and fifty thousand uh, for him. I, I, um, I, I would Oh my gosh! Which, t- <laughs> to be to be fair, is personally I think that's. it's a a good amount I think we could get more for him I wouldn't want to see him go but I think that's testament to the way he's come back into the side and improved and sort of states his claim in that Wing back role. I, I, I
5: disagree. I wouldn't let him go for 150 at all. I think he. I'm not saying that we should. I think he's oh, a good right. price, but I'd want well, more. I, I, I think a lot. I, a lot more. I think the same yeah, bracket I mean, as CJ, I'd put him in the same bracket. I'd, I'd put him the same one At the end of the day, it's that sort of player. You mean, think of look at the left backs we've had at this club over the years, and I think he's the first good left back we've had for a hell of a long time. He's a
2: knight of the realm, but you can't buy knights of the realm for
5: less, less than a million. Oh, exactly. yeah, definitely. So. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Now, I'd, I'd, I'd be very disappointed uh, if, if he was to go uh, like I say I just don't I, I think it's, he's, a, he's so valuable to us and I just think it's a very 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 difficult position to, to fill with somebody with the same standard of his quality so uh, that's the main reason why I wouldn't want him to go
2: I think I'd be more gutted if we saw Mal than CJ that's
5: that's a big statement you know, you know, we'll be... CJ's probably more replaceable as in his position sense yeah that's what more I mean than, more, than, more than Mal so, yeah, I, I don't know. I sort of agree with you and I don't at the same time. I don't know. I won't want to see either of them go. No, me neither. Let's hope that. I don't think we're a selling
2: club anyway. Uh, talking about potential new signings, even we'll hear from David Flitcroft in a, in a moment on that, but I just want to go off on a little tangent for a moment because in maybe a month, maybe two months' time, we'll have uh, players coming back into the fold who will feel like new signings obviously David Merkin and uh, Alex McDonough both have been speaking today about their injuries and about where they are I was in the dressing room before the uh, Swindon game um, with the mascots obviously um, and Murphyn was in there it's great to see him interacting with the lads He's actually now back, according to his interview today. Back uh, training. He's training with the reserves at the moment, with the with the under-21s, uh, just to get his fitness back up. He's going to play in reserve team games, and depending on how he comes through them, could see him come back into the, the fold. So that could potentially impact Nathan. Uh, you know whether we bring a, a centre half in, but it's great to see him. You know, so positive and, and,
5: and back back in the mix. That is that will be just like having a new signing. If he can get back up to. Uh to fitness and you know start you know coming into the to the match day squad again. That is literally a new signing for us. You know cause we, have, we haven't seen him for so long, and it's credit to him for and the club for getting him back to you know back back to sort of uh, training again and things like that. Uh, and we've all said it. You know we've said it all season that you know it is a position that is slightly scary at the moment because if, if we lose one of those back three that we've got then. Realistically, it's going to be a reshuffle, or a couple of you know player or so out of position, which is slightly you know we we can do it we have done it, but it's not ideal. So necessarily, if we lost two of those centre backs, then we're in a bit of a mess. So having him there as backup and putting pressure on the players who are in those back three, it's a massive thing for us.
2: And another one in there, Cam, is uh, that of Alex McDonald. Of course, uh, he has been. There and thereabouts isn't David Flitcroft's not been able to really put a timescale on the McDonald thing. He's had a couple of setbacks, but he's been talking today about potentially getting back out on the grass and seeing where he comes through and as a lot of people are saying in in the comments uh, James says when Macca comes back it'll be like a new signing, easily one of the best midfielders in the league, Um, Mark says Happy New Year to you all, I'm looking forward to seeing the energy and passion uh, in midfield from the bishop Macca combo soon it'll be like two staffies chasing a tennis ball Uh, and uh, Paul says yes Mark I agree, going to be some team when Macca gets back in obviously be able to play in that wider position and be able to play in the central position it'll be great to see him back in there we've well, we, exactly. we missed his quality and, oh, definitely. set pieces for, for for
6: a start well yeah definitely and it, it brings something completely different into what the rest of the team do and fair enough Mellis and Bishop have been doing fantastic in centre mid, and <coughs> uh, Timmy's been doing fantastic as well but it, it's just that he's always on it always on the spot and if ball's coming out fancy back out edge at box he's always first one on it and fair enough, we've had a couple of goals that have come from being there and on it, but it's not sometimes when it's like balls rolling out edge at box it's, we've been second to the ball most of this season, and it's only really the last few games where we've actually been on it, every single ball and obviously when Maka went out, obviously like A, we lost a centre mid, but we also lost a player that could play out on that right wing. Have we really got anyone right wing? Okay, Obviously, like Hayden White constantly not mecking people, but that's, that's about it. The, that's just different class. But uh, Will Atkinson can play it, but yeah, Atkinson can play pretty much anywhere, exactly. as with a lot of the players that we've got now.
2: And the thing is, we were talking at the very top of the show, weren't we, Nathan, about players of Bishop's calibre, the leadership side of it, the... Yeah. the Head screwed on mentality in games, getting you through games, and Alex McDonald fits that bill. And you, we were talking about how hard it is to go and buy a player like that.
0: Yeah. We
5: don't need to; we've got one who's who's coming back into fitness. well Exactly, He'd be a massive player in the in the dressing room again. I mean, to be honest, I think he's, at the moment it's going to be tough for him to break into the first team. You know, when he's back up to fitness, because he would, you, you wouldn't take Madis or Bishop out at the moment. So it's going to be a challenge getting him in there. But regardless, even if he comes off the bench, he's a hell of a team to have in the. Uh, you know, in in the matchday day squad. So that's a hell of a players have in the matchday day squad, so um Again, another massive bonus when he does
2: come back in. Still comments uh, coming in. Keep them uh, coming in on the live feed. Love to hear from you tonight. Uh, James says, "I think any of our players will be daft to leave our side at the moment." I know it's down to the individual, and players want to better themselves. But think they'd be daft to leave in January. Leave a good squad, one that looks odds-on touchwood uh, for promotion. Uh, for for it to probably play out of position or sit on the bench and then not feature. Uh, I think any of the squad who is being linked to clubs should wait until the end of the season and uh, and where the team then stand. Um, Dennis says uh, should not have a mid-season transfer window, that unsettles players and need to concentrate on their game. To be fair, I agree on that side of things, Dennis, but I have to disagree because you look at where we are now in terms of perhaps we're third at the moment. We've got a really good squad, but we do perhaps need that key ingredient. We're going to hear from Flickcroft on it in a second, in particular that striker department. Craig Davis is good for one game in twelve at the minute. He's obviously out injured. He's gonna be out injured for probably two months. He probably see it, it sounds
6: from whatever everyone said around the club, for it's Flipcroft or Footch or whatever, it sounded like you
2: were playing through an injury, which yeah. has made it worse exactly and then you're relying on and I know he's got the quality to be there but I want to see him go out and develop so we can look at him next season and the season beyond in in Jordan Graham and and look at it that way so we perhaps need to bring that experienced striker in so for me I think we do need that mid-season transfer window but perhaps it shouldn't be uh, a, a month long Maybe she'll just be a Sort of a two week thing Something like that but That's a, a debate For a different day Let's hear uh, From the Stags manager though On his thoughts On potential incomings What areas he'd like To add to maybe Where things are In terms of recruitment Who's going to be doing that maybe uh, Let's get the thoughts Of the Stags boss uh, On the transfer situation David Clickcroft Speaking to I Follow Stags
4: We do want to add And, and make sure That we've got cover And competition It's the last Last opportunity That we'll get Before you've got, you've got to, Your numbers have got to be right have got to your balance of your squad's got to be right. Your numbers have got to be right um, for that running. You know, it's, it's vital uh, that you have all that in situ. You've got to make sure that you've got cover for every position and, and you've got a flexible flexible cover. Um, so, you know, so we're looking at that. We've got a really important meeting on Thursday. Um, that um, you know will probably define what we do, but things will move, things will change all through January. They'll, they'll like every winter, there'll be a domino effect of um, one player moving, will, will, will loosen off an, another player somewhere else. Um, you know, but we, we've got sort of Craig Davis out of, uh, out of action for now, a few months. Uh, I've no real uh, intel that I can give you on on Alex MacDonald. Do you know two really big players for us, um, and the goalkeeper situation? So you know it's something that that we're looking at, but we've got four weeks to make some really good decisions, and there's no panic because the squad we've got is is fantastic, and um, you know it's just making sure that we're covered in every position. And we've got enough attacking threat, uh, midfield guile, uh, and defensive cover. I think them are the three key areas uh, that, we, that we'll be looking at.
2: David Flitcroft there, covering all angles, speaking to iFollow stakes If you want to watch any of the interviews in full, uh, there's also interviews with Alex McDonald and David Murphy on there as well, plus some excellent content uh, from behind the scenes as well at www.mansfieldtown.net forward slash iFollow. Um, David Flitcroft spoke there, Nathan, um about the, where he wants to add cover. He said potentially looking at the goalkeeper Situation: Go and buy Murphy from Berry. He was fantastic against us on, on Boxing oh, he's a Great on, keeper. On a oh, keeper. McEwen, yeah, yeah. from Grimsby. had two yeah.
5: stormers. Yeah, I, I, I think he went for every position, though, really, didn't he? I think he said. Yeah, he uh, did. Yeah, striker, midfield, defence. <laughs> but I mean, he, he's talking about he's talking about cover, really. <coughs> um, yeah, which I think is is probably right. I think um, certainly, yeah, you, know, you look at the midfield defence and. Uh, in the keeping spot with Logan that is cool because at the moment you wouldn't really take any of those players out nobody's underperforming so do we need anyone to slot straight in I'd say no I think the only place we probably do need someone to slot straight in is probably Stryker especially if uh you know, which I, I think will happen if, if Tyler Walker does go back to, to Forest and goes wherever else um. yeah
2: unfortunately after the Swindon game just to clear anything up uh, David Plitcroft did reveal uh, to the press after the Swindon game that Nottingham Forest do in fact have a recall option on Tyler Walker um, which potentially could be used with them maybe looking at developing him in League 1 maybe um, but for me again it, it comes down Cam, to whether the player will want to it's the player's happiness as well because when we heard from Walker I think last on last week's show he was saying I don't care what's happening at Forest. I don't care what's happening elsewhere I want to play for Mansfield Town
6: well yeah exactly and <coughs> that's saying thing we know that Forrest have been watching him there were scouts at the Bury game for a definite because I was talking to him for one they weren't watching anybody else good keep off CJ he's awesome hmm. but um, they were watching him they never really hinted towards whether they'd recall him but he's had a, a pretty decent this was beginning of December he had a pretty decent December so will they recall him? I don't know do we need to carry on
2: if he does leave? yeah we do so It'd be very, yeah. it'd, be, it'd be a massive, massive blow to, to us if if he was to go. But us, I guess that's a, a debate for you know in a week's time when we. It's see not where you are. Just at the, the moment, he's a
5: Manchester Town player, yeah, and, that, I think and making, that's it. I was expecting him not to be on the team sheet against Grimsby, to be honest. But yeah. he was. So um, you know, in the day, uh, it's just we go on as we are. It's, it's business as usual until until whatever happens, mm-hmm. and then and then I'm confident that the Flickcroft and whatever that new bloke is I'm, I'm sure have, that's him that's him uh, whatever, I'm sure they'll have a, a plan in place to you know to, 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 to action upon if, if it's going to happen or not so. so I
6: think all that really the only debate that really seems to matter on Tyler Walker is the one that's happening in the forest do they recall him do they let him stay that's the only one that really matters And I, we'll yeah,
5: I sort of hope if they're going to do it do it now I don't don't want it to happen in the last week of January and then we're having to panic by. That's what what? I I just, (laughs) you know, if it is going to happen, just just do it now and just let us give us a chance and go out and and replace them.
2: Yeah, certainly so. Well, uh, we talk about other strikers as well, obviously. There are some players at the moment who we potentially could lose in January obviously Paul Anderson's one who's not featured at all been training with the under 18s and, and all that not really featured this season uh, another one though who seems to have gone off the radar the last couple of months or so is Amari uh, Sterling James who was last seen uh, in a checker trade trophy game I saw him in a, uh, a, a trialist friendly a couple of weeks back at the RH Academy um, Scored twice, I do believe, but also lost the ball about 20,000 times when he tried to go on a one-man run from the halfway line, taking on the world. So tell us what you need to know. But Liam uh, asks, Do you know why Sterling James has never been given a chance? Because I think he could be a threat. I don't know. And what I hate to do on this show is, is speculate. But for me, there could be two reasons. The first is there is such a harmoniousness about us as a group at the moment that it's the same thing of where would you fit him in and who would you take out to put him in for the second thing boils down to and i could be completely wrong if i am i wholeheartedly apologize for it but is it an attitude problem Mm. Is there something around uh, surrounding that? It, because well, so for he, me he's got the he's got the same potential. If we go back six months and say players who could reach the potential, I would have said CJ in one hand and Morris Sterling James in the other, one's gone up and one's stayed down there. Yeah. I think could add a
6: third option, has he been given the chance? Yeah. Don't, yeah, he gets the chances but if he doesn't take them or <coughs> or whatever, I think if you said right we're going to drop a player we're going to drop CJ and we're going to put Amari in the built role it would this is the problem it's the same position as possibly what well maybe the best player in the league yeah how how do you replace him another position he plays striker one of the former strikers in the league one of the best strikers in the league Tyler Walker yeah how do you take him out he can play centre mid as well who do you take out Bish Mellis no
5: exactly <laughs> I think one of the big thing is with, well, I forget about the starting line up because I don't think he's good enough to break into that anyway but he's not even been getting on the bench and when you look at the bench that we've had in some games yes we need to name you know, we, you you player. know yeah, which we have done whether it's been Alistair Smith or Jordan Graham or Lewis Gibbons Yeah, they've been the sort of main just for clarification I'm sure I'm
2: sure that some I may get corrected I'm sure I read somewhere at the start of the season uh, that Jordan Graham can't be the club nominated player due to his, his either his age or the amount of minutes or the amount of work he's done with 21 so I think at the moment the club nominated player is
5: Jason Law but well, carry well, on well so my, my point is going to be anyway is that we've all, we've actually seen a bench a few times where we've had sort of <coughs> like two or three of those young players on there so you know he's not even getting a nod against ahead of no, them ahead of them which uh, to me if I think is an attitude thing so I think he's shown he has got potential and I think um, like I mean CJ's on a different level but I think he would have been working with him like he's worked with CJ to try and get him up to that level uh, but for whatever reason it, it's just not it's not been happening and I think that probably comes out of the player, because like I keep saying it remember the summer CJ was coming knocking on FlickCostor saying I want to be you know, I want extra training. I want the plan. Nothing was the, the CJ who had like. that meeting, which was filmed with yes, Flitcroft. Yeah. Where, where well, well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that was that was uh, CJ, and I've referred to it back a few times over these episodes. And that was off CJ's back, not Flipcroft And that's probably what O'Morey needs to do. If he wants to get into the team, he needs to go to go to, you know go to David Flipcroft and, and say, "I want a training plan. I want to be involved." But I don't think that's happening because otherwise, I think he'll be working with
2: them. So yeah. thing, do you think He's they, not the type of manager to exclude, I don't think. No, a, not majorly.
6: Do you think that maybe it might help Amari going back on loan to the conference, maybe, getting that bit more confidence? Fair enough, he went on loan to Sally Hall last season, helping them save relegation fair enough it's sending him back to the same team but send them back there again look at where they are in the National League way way overachieving they are playoffs I think
5: National League Solihull
6: mm. yeah. hammered Chesterfield no, not, not hard, to do. No, not hard could, to do we could
5: hammer Chesterfield us three but, um, I'm, I'm, right. I'm sure when he went back the <coughs> last year he didn't actually get many games for them then, no, so he couldn't even get into their team so there's something there that's just not right so but I'm like at the same time I, when you say like send him out on loan I'd probably for me I'd rather send him out on loan rather than sell him in January just because if we do lose oh, Tyler and can't get anybody in he is a backup yeah. so I'd do that with a with a re- recall clause in there but I just don't I, even if he does go on loan I just don't know if he's going to be playing because for whatever reason it's not he's
2: not he's just not I don't know he's Again, just picked, isn't he? speculation which we don't we don't know we can't see into David Flickroth's mind I'd love to I'd love to have a, maybe a camera on the training ground and, and have a look what goes on and maybe experience that but we can only speculate and, and, and talk about that the same uh, comes in the, in the next question from James what's the crack with Anderson it's not possible uh, is it not possible uh, teams coming in for him because um, he's, he's not playing uh, so how are we ever going to sell him is he just going to see his contract, contract contracts out who knows i, I give right, up so on that one I think that's it's one of those situations which David Flitcroft clearly doesn't want to speak about He's he's been asked numerous times uh, in press especially earlier on uh, in the season about it it's just one of those things isn't it I think that one's going to sort itself out. I wouldn't be surprised though if somebody came in at the
5: right price um, to cover our costs that he would move on I, I think it, it just needs to happen doesn't it? he needs to go uh, even if it's a free transfer but you know covers the what it would what it would be, you know, to pay off the contract sort of thing. So at the end of the day, you know, we know he's probably one of the highest earners at the club and uh, that money could be spent wisely elsewhere. So for that reason I think it just needs to, needs to be done. Yeah. That's the thing, if well, you've
6: got know. if you've got a team such as West Bronco winning for a lot of money for CJ, that frees up transfer budget. And that also frees up wage. If we can then sell off Ando, even if it was for a cheaper price than what we want, but that also frees up a little bit more transfer budget and also a, a fair whack a, a wage budget. And you...
5: We're
2: looking at two players. Can, the rumoured fee that he's on a week, that's two players for me. Well, so yeah, two definitely. Wage at definitely. At, at or at least level.
6: one very, very, very
2: good, good player. very effect.
6: who can affect. Oh, yeah, definitely. So you could probably pick out from that you could probably pick out a decent standard League One striker.
2: Yeah. I think we're so, it's, it's an interesting situation that we find ourselves in, but with Amari and, and Paul Anderson, I don't really want to sit here and, and not necessarily waste time speculating on them, but I think there's, there's more important things and more important values which we, we look at, which um, is continuing what we're doing on the pitch. We've spoken a lot about off the pitch tonight and potential moves and here, there and everywhere but it's on the pitch where we're making progress if you'd have said to, to, to anyone you know, maybe six months ago Mansfield in the coming into 2019 would be third with a realistic chance of getting to top of the league and seeing an automatic promotion space, you'd have probably laughed yeah, so this, we this we were sat here after
5: Forest Green anyway. Definitely,
6: we were sat here thinking, "Oh, playoffs." <laughs> well, we'll be happy with playoffs now. Nah, mm.
5: I, I I remember going back to the start of the season. I'm pretty certain. I'd, I'd like to go back and look, but I'm pretty certain. I said, "I, I, I think I said I'd be happy with mid table."
2: We all, season. I think, me, me and you, you the, both said, said that this season. is a transition season. Yeah. Do you know what we've been? I'm loving it because we have been made to eat our words. But yeah. we've always one thing yeah. we have always done to back ourselves up being eighth is we have always maintained that we back the manager yeah. and back the. Player. Players to to go on and succeed. Yeah. So we have done that. Yeah. Uh, talking about that, though, we've got a very important month coming up in terms of fixtures. Um, we played a f- in-form team on New Year's Day into in in Grimsby on the road again. One of the longest trips of the season on Saturday. Came all the way up to Carlisle again. They're a, a team in form. Very difficult to to get a result up there. But it's again, if the Saints can do that, that's where they've got to continue this rich vein of form.
6: Well, exactly, and it, it's a club that's definitely on the up at the minute but <coughs> then again it's it's another club that's a mid-table team with uh, I don't want to put them down or anything but they have got some good players they've not got some great players so mid-table is probably about where they where they'll ultimately end up but it's another team that we need to be putting away and especially just so we can laugh at Oldsworth to be honest but <laughs> the revolving door oh yeah and John Sheridan another one he's a
2: great manager there there. he's a good coach John Sheridan I like him could he do a nice county? well did we we hammer his team 5-0 yeah but he's
5: got a good reputation especially with Oldham he's got a good he can take
2: to
6: you I really
5: dislike him especially when you I don't know if you saw it a few weeks back you know when they beat Who's it be? Six. Oldham. Um, Oldham well, was six nil, wasn't it? Um, yeah, yeah and, but he came out and he was out <coughs> a slate in the play. Yeah, it's was like That's wasn't it good is. enough. Yeah, and it's like it's, it's uh, certain places they don't leave. I'm gonna leave. I was like you just lost. You just, you just won six nil, mate. Get a grip, but. I just don't, I think he's a bit arrogant.
4: Of, I
6: think Paul Cook's got like a, an Aston Martin for winning 7-1. What's, <laughs> What's going off? <laughs> Eight, 8-1. 8-1. 8-1, 8-1, 8-1, 8-1. 7-0, season four, whatever. Yeah, They got an Aston
2: Martin for that. <laughs> What's going off? Well, I guess some some <laughs> clubs operate very, very differently <laughs> than the others, don't they? Uh, so, yeah, obviously, Carlisle on Saturday. Prediction time for that. It's time to wrap things up tonight. Prediction time, long way to go, but we're going to bring back all three points. Two nil stags. Nath? One, one. 1-0. I'm going to go for, for a 2 0 win for the Stags. Another clean sheet, which by the way, Comrade Logan is doing a decent job at the moment pulling off some great saves get behind him get behind the boys uh, and and there you go it is of course uh, transfer season and we'll be back here at the same time next Thursday at 6.30ish on our Facebook page facebook.com forward slash matters. a very happy new year to all of you thank you very much for all your lovely comments and all your lovely messages Uh, it's been great to hear from you uh, over the last week or so um if you want to join us, if you want to come and join in the debate here, uh, then feel free to drop us a message. We're always looking to add uh, new people to the panel and uh, get us to, to join in uh, the conversation uh, with us three. These two don't bite. Not really. And I do provide biscuits and, and, yep. relatively and good tea. I buy, very, very get good get a tea. Very good tea. Yeah, Nathan will bite you if you try and take his biscuit off him. But that's <laughs> where he line. That's, that's where he draws <laughs> line. But that is uh, just about it. Of course it is transfer season. At the moment The window is open Which means the rumour mill Is in full swing And in full circle as well I saw a tweet early today And it really got on my mind It really got In my mind And really annoyed me It was about Danny Rose And potential A a move away from him I've not spoken about it tonight Because it's been A pointless one really But it's the, like the agent saying he wants to move away from his, a Tim Pot Club, he's finally going to get his move. Do you not listen to the interviews? Do you not read the body language? Do you not read the stories and keep up with things, agents? Because the interview that he did after all the stuff happened and said, I'm happy to be here, just because he's not started, not been in, in, involved as much, doesn't mean that he wants away. It's all coming together nicely. And it's agents and ex agents and idiots on Twitter who really, really do. Really annoy me sometimes and almost rock the boat. I hate January, for, for that for that reason. He's raging.
6: I'm just going to shuffle over it. And I, <laughs> I just I just
2: hate it for, for that reason, don't you? You know what? In January, half the time the football gets forgotten. It does, and that's what annoys me because it's that which upsets runs. It's those little things like, for example, if CJ doesn't start for whatever reason on Saturday at Carlisle, it's, like, oh, it's he's, not going to be oh he's injured <laughs> or whatever. Oh he's gone do you know what I mean and it's that oh, yeah. mentality which just collapses all the hard work we do please with, don't pick up a needle yeah. you, Jake. if you're not on this oh, fire, no. I like, what Saturday, it'll be somebody get some bubble wrap and wrap him up in uh, wrap, wrap him up in it and get some <laughs> cotton wool as a, as a side as well but yeah you know what I mean it's, yeah. it's all good fun uh, thank you very much as always for watching this is the show for the fans by the fans why? well because Mansfield matters of course get involved throughout the week on our social media facebook.com forward slash Matters. Twitter, we are at MTFC Matters and get on the website as well, www.mcfcmatters.co.uk. We'll be back at the same time next week at 6.30ish on this very Facebook page. Thank you very much for watching, thank you very much for listening. Do have a happy new year. And this, to all the agents out there who are spreading rumours about transfer bids, money for this person, money for that person, you're all a bunch of absolute...
4: Good night.
1: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See
0: mcdonalds.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.